awesome number here this morning. It's usually two or three are gathered together. Mr. James Bond is with us again today, and his, we're so happy to see him. I, I just, when I saw all the cars, I thought, ah, word must have gotten out this is our last Sunday, so everybody wanted to come and celebrate. Praise God. Silence is affirmation, I guess. Let's pray together. We thank you today, Lord, that you are supreme, you are almighty, you are over all, under all, through us all. We thank you for your Holy Spirit that has never left us, never forsaken us. We thank you now, Lord, that you guide us into understanding, you guide us into direction. In the name of Jesus, we bind every spirit that would hinder. In Jesus' name, we give you thanks that you've heard us and answered our prayer. Amen. We've been saying for all of these Sundays that uh, if we do not know that there is more, if we do not know that we are to be ever graduating, ever increasing in our faith, in our power, in our knowledge of the Lord, that if we do not know those things, then we will be relegated, doomed, what have you, to a life of whatever happens is the Lord. And many, many, many people live that kind of a life. They assume that whatever comes their way, well, the Lord knew about it, and since he knew about it, he's the one that let it happen. And that is simply not the truth. You say, well, he's sovereign, he's all-powerful. Yes, that's true. But if you'll remember from the very beginning in the garden, the Lord God gave Adam and Eve assignment. They had something to do in that garden and something not to do in that garden. And their doings and their not doings were a key to their future of walking in fellowship and the blessing of Almighty God. Okay? So we have to come out of the falsehood of fatalism, which is accepting whatever comes along as being the will of the Lord. It is not. Pentecost, in large, in my opinion, has lost, has lost the, the knowledge of uh, prevailing, pressing, pushing into those things that belong to us. It is not the Lord that is withholding it from us. It is the powers of darkness and our ignorance that holds us back from the greater blessings that belong to us. And if we are complacent, if we are lazy, if we have no knowledge of that, then we will be stuck where we have been. Praise the Lord. And so we've covered a number of things, and the list just keeps growing, but today we're going to quit. We're going to finish in these things. We've said that there are things that that detain us, that deter us, that hinder us, that impede us. You can tell that I like the thesaurus. <clears throat> that, that hold us in place. And if you ever see something that you know belongs to you, and yet it, in spite of your earnest desire and efforts up to this point, that it has not come to you, it has not come into manifestation, you have not seen it, then you will, uh, you, you will, you will wonder what's happened. You will discover that something must be done. 
Uh, how many here have ever ordered anything from Amazon online? Would you lift your hand if you've ordered anything from Amazon? All right. Uh, they will immediately send you a receipt of your order, and then they will send you a notice of shipping that it will be there by thus and so date or within two or three days. Sometime they'll tell you if you want this by thus and so time, by now. And so uh, a lot of us will uh, just sit there, and, and uh, how many of us have ever just waited? Just, you know, I don't know. Amazon's big. Amazon's great. So I'm, I'm just assuming that it'll get here soon. But after a while, you begin to inquire. Is that right? Why? Because that item that you bought is yours. It belongs to you. They assured you that they had it in stock, and you went through the necessary requirements to get it, right? You have a card on file with them or what, what have you. I don't know of any other ways to purchase on Amazon other than having a, a credit card on file. So you begin to investigate. You begin to look into it. Isn't that right? something that, that you ordered, something that they said they had. And so we understand this pretty well when it comes to a person receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost. We are, we're pretty persistent with people that need the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Why? Because, well, one, we believe that you can't be saved without receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And two, we believe that it is given. It is for all people. But that's kind of where we stop. When we move over into the provision of healing or the provision of finance or the provision of peace or joy or any of those other things, we just kind of put it to a screeching halt if it does not come pretty quickly. But if it doesn't come pretty quickly, that indicates to me that I need to do some searching. And that's what this list has been about. And we first of all turn to the principles of the Word of God. And then we begin to probe and seek with all of our heart. And then we look at the purity of our heart. Because God cannot bless a person that is double-minded. He can't bless a person who is on and off. There has to be purity of heart. We have to look at uh, the possibility of offenses that we have with someone. We need to forgive them. We have to look at the fact that the, that the parental culture that we were raised in might have thrown us off. We have to look at those things. We have to look at the influence of our peers. Are my peers holding me back? Are my co-workers holding me back? Are they stopping me from entering into uh, the greater things of God? I have to look at my pleasures. What do I allow in my life that has become addictive, that is a besetting thing that keeps me from coming into a greater fellowship and blessing of the Lord? I have to look at my perception. Do I understand? Do I understand? There are just some people that just do not have the ability to perceive, to, to uh, be sensitive they just, I don't know, call that, say that word, but anyway, uh, they, they do not understand a process. How do I process? How do I work through this? You know, I'm not a baker, um, nor a candlestick maker. Um, you know, I'm, 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 I'm not. But there are certain niceties of baking that are not shown on the side of the box, right? There are things such as ingredients at room temperature. There are such things as, is it egg whites that you fold into a mixture? Is it you fold it into? Right? 
You don't just, you'll lose what you've gained if you don't fold it. That's, that's a process. First of all, I had to perceive that. Then I have to understand that process of how to do this, how to do this. In, in relationships, people all, I don't know why nobody don't like me. You don't? Go say that in front of the mirror. How many would you attract by doing that? I'm just who I am. You're not gorilla. You know, in the army, they they teach, and and the the armed services they teach response. They teach response to commands. And a lot of times we just don't understand the process of a, of a command. We have to be we have to be taught. I, I remember one time being at my pastor's house, and I answered the phone with a, an unapproved sound in my voice. And he told me, he "said Honey, if you're going to answer the phone at my house, put some music in your voice." Nobody ever told me that before. I, I did know that my mother told me I was speak musically to her when she said something. Yes, ma'am. Not what? I was taught process. Yes, ma'am. A little melody there. Or I would have, you know, some things would happen that I didn't like. We, we talked about... Uh, not only the process, but we talked about place. Am I where the Lord wants me geographically? Am, am I where he wants me? And we talked, and we ended up last week with passion, that, that lack of passion, nonchalance, whatever, you know, it doesn't matter. You won't get anywhere with that in the kingdom. And some people show passion on the outside, and others show, keep their passion inside, but there is a decided reward for passion. Passion produces, doesn't it? Okay, so this week, uh, let's look at, uh, and this is the one that we always want to go to first, principalities. Oh, it's the demons that hold me back, praise God. The demons are doing this to me. Principalities. And indeed, in Daniel's case, it was the prince of the power of the air that was keeping him from getting an answer to his prayer. Principalities. And principalities are very real. But sometimes the principality that we need to deal with is the one we see in the mirror. And when we do whatever with the guy, the girl that we see in the mirror, then things will change. But the principalities are very real. And there are some things that, that only passion and the understanding of the Word of God and the perception of what He does and the process will get us to engage and cast the devil out. I've had enough, Satan. This has come to a close. You will not stop me anymore. You are not the Lord of my life. Jesus is the Lord of my life. The Prince of Peace rules in my home, not you. And there's all kind of Frady Cat stuff could happen with principalities. Whatever he knows he could get you with, he'll come through any door or window that he 
that he possibly can. If you're a fraidy cat and everything it brushes the screen, then he's going to just use that. I mean, he just get out there and wiggle-waggle on the screen. Oh, you, my God, my God, my God. What is that, honey? Honey, wake up. Somebody's in the house. You know, All of this stuff. Or if 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 you are a you're a laid back person, he'll enter through through that door. You never will get anything because you're too laid back. You're too sweet. I can just never lift my voice like that. Hmm? My mother didn't, and I I just can't find it within myself to do that. I'm just not that kind of person. Sometimes you had to pull your skirt up. Come on. And I defy you. You're going to have to find a voice. Hmm? Weekend, I heard a preacher that everything we heard him do when it, he'd be teaching along. But when he talk about casting out devils, he he didn't just say the word. Every time he said something about casting out devils, he he was screaming it because he believed that that Satan responds to that. How many of you 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 were in error when you were a child and your mother called all 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 nine of your names? You get to this house right now, <laughs> I'm fixing to, you know. And we, we, have, to, we have to develop a voice against, against the enemy and not just pussyfoot along when we're dealing with the principalities. Enough said. Another one is persistence. Persistence. Something that if you don't know your rights, then you will not be inclined to persist because Satan is going to be there and remember this that he is quite the Bible quoter himself he has a great knowledge of scripture and he will always misuse it to cause you to be misguided and give up I have to persist Daniel persisted Daniel persisted Daniel persisted every day 21 days I don't know how many of you know how debilitating the first day of a fast is? Huh? I mean, it's like you're, uh, I'm, I mean, Did you lose anything on that diet? Yeah, the will to live, you know. I mean, it's. Uh, and fasting, you, you start fasting, you, it's like it measures what you thought your victory level was. You enter into it, boy, you start out with six scrammers and a rasher, you know, of stuff and toast and all like that and get your pot of coffee down you and praise God, we're going to fast the rest of the day. Talk to me about three, okay? Talk to me at three. Come on, because all the scramblers and the cheese and all the bacon is gone. Hash browns gone. Coffee gone. Persistence. 
it develops de- develops something that that you will understand you've got to go f- farther than you've ever gone before you have to push into that it is a persistence 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 is is going on when you don't feel like going on and that's nice when we're sitting up here full of coffee here on Sunday morning ooh i feel that brother Come on. It's one thing one thing to talk about it, another thing to actually by yourself do it. Ooh, you'll be leaning up the cabinet. Man, the Cheerios start taking on a light. Jesus. Don't even like Cheerios. My God, let me have a, you know. Wiki said something about yesterday. I had a little bit of liver with my lunch. And, she's, and I said, you know, this really doesn't take, taste like liver. She said, let me smell it. And so I put it. It's liver. And she said, that is one thing that I never transitioned to from childhood to adulthood. Well, I knew this. I hated buttermilk, I hated greens, and I hated liver. What changed my taste buds? A fast. You'd be surprised the third day of a fast how good buttermilk is. Whoa! Man, this is... Woo! Come on. Things take on a different light. Is that right? So I have to persist. I have to also, this is something else that, that, we're, that we're not too well acquainted with, and this is a, a, a pressing. This is another one. Pressing. There have been times that I just did not want to press because it involves the strength of my soul, the strength of my emotions. When you're getting something from God, it requires all of you. I have to, I don't know how to say it, but your emotions have gotten, your, the pain of your emotions has to, you have to feel the pain of lack. I said a couple of Sundays ago, sometimes there have been times I did not even want to read my Bible because it brought pain to my soul and reminded me of things that I did not have in manifestation. And so I have to embrace that pain because it is a process of desire. Does that make sense? If I just want to walk in joy and they're playing my little praise song all the time, woo! You're not going to get anywhere. That's good. Keep up the praise. But there has to come uh, an agony, a moment, a time of agony that I press, that I, that I push. That, and, and sometimes the only place that you can get any relief from that agony is in the place of prayer, in the presence of the Lord, on your face, on your knees, pressing. And He will begin to convey you through the birthing, if you will. And these, these desires, it, has, it can be a desire for a soul to be saved. It can be a desire for someone to be delivered. It can be a desire for a gift to be manifest in your life. Or even just simple guidance. Lord, I'm just tired of not knowing what to do. 
the word of the Lord assures you that he will guide us. You, teach us, you. He has obligated himself by his word to us. But now the question is, now that I know that, am I going to press? Sometimes it's pressing through yourself. Sometimes it is pressing through principalities. But it is, it is, it is an involvement of, of the strength of your psyche. Your, your entire being has to be involved. It can't just be a, oh, if I get it, fine. If I don't, fine. And that's a, that's, that's a very great detriment to us in our society because there's always a pill, there's always a song, there's always something to, to, to ease us. Right? And so we don't, we, don't, we don't press because there's something to medicate what I'm going through. And, and sometimes that is difficult when you have a family because the pressures of regular life will come in. And, well, I can't, I can't go seek the Lord about that. But he said, when you seek me with all of your heart, with all of your being, then I will be found. There are, there are people that receive their healing that they, they, they went to the end. I, I, you know, I've had a couple of healings that... That, that came to me at bedtime. And, man, you don't mess with Ashcraft's sleep. You just don't do that. We will disappear and go find a place to sleep, okay? Because sleep has been a strength to, to us. Anybody like that? Anybody? Nobody. Oh, my God. All of you night owls. I like to go to bed early and get up late. Two times that I know of that I needed healing. I was in pain. I was in discomfort. And, you know, as long as I could just be a sissy saint. Oh, Jesus, I praise you, Lord Jesus. You've been so sweet. And I, I know you're my healer, Lord. And I'm laying here thrashing and hurting, and I just know you're my healer. And then I'm starting to get drowsy, but I can't go to sleep because of this pain. And you gotta get you gotta become part gorilla. You got to become a rabid dog. Huh? You got to rise up. I mean really rise up. And you got to you say, Well, what do you mean? Well, I mean you got to really rise up. Shall I show you? Anyone want to know? No one wants to know. You're all sweetie pies, are you? Come on. You got to say, I'm through. Stop now in Jesus' name. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Leave this house. Leave my body. My body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Do you understand me? Leave now.
the, the balance is going. Do I need this or can I live without it? Do I need this or can I live without it? Do I need this or can I live without it? And you've got to decide to sleep with the devil and let him have a special seat in your life. Excuse me. I'm giving you a shower bath. I'm sorry about that. So you will not mock me any longer. You are not going to taunt me anymore. Do you understand that? Now, in the name of Jesus, I worship you, Lord, and I praise you, and I give you all of the glory because the victory is mine. I have stood my ground. I stand on your word, and it is finished now in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus and you worship and you praise God until there is a manifestation either in your spirit that the Lord signifies inside of you the work is done, just worship me or there is a instant manifestation, that could happen your victory can come one of two ways either he signals you inside it's done and it'll be an unshakable knowledge. Come on. It is done. Or there will be an instant manifestation of that. And both of those times I had an instant manifestation. But I've also had the inward witness that it is done. Hang on. It's okay. But as long as there is another opportunity, as long as there's another and that's really a shame. Did you know that? It's really a shame because we're children of the king. He, he lives in me. He's my God. He's my father. He's my savior. He has already provided these things. But I just don't want to be cool. I don't want to lose my coolness. There have been sweet little placid mamas who, uh, you know, I've told you all about my aunt that years and years ago was a member of this church, and she was a large woman, tall, big bone, with weight, and she had a, a, a late child. Her husband was a little bitty fella, but he was mean, and she had to be home at a certain time. And no matter what was happening in church, didn't matter. She had to come home. Well, she worked with that. She put up with that. She did that. She followed it. One night she had the baby in her arms, and she came in, and he knocked her down, her with the baby in her arms. Something changed inside of her. And she, she rose up. And the story was she stuck her high heel in his groin and came down, ripped his britches all the way to the ankle and said to him, don't ever touch me again with this baby in my arms. Do you understand? He understood. You see what I'm saying?
you know, you all heard the story of the fellow trying to cash a check. He goes up there and said, yes, sir, I'll cash his check if you'll just endorse it on the back. I'm not, that's my money. Just give him my No, I'm not going to do it. And that argument went on, went on, went on. Finally said, okay. So he went to another bank, and he came, and he had the argument with the teller. The teller reached across and slapped him, dotted both of his eyes. And cashed his check. The first bank teller saw him and said, man, what? Did, did you get your check? Yeah. He said, what's the difference? He said, he explained it to me different. Let me just tell you some good news, that when you, when you do that with the enemy, you will establish a new level of power. You, you have been elevated. He now knows, don't go there because they will take you out. And so from then on, you might just say, enough, Satan, and it's over with because he knows what you can pull out of the bag. Hmm? Huh. Glory to God. Man, makes me tingle with the knowledge of the victory that we have in Jesus. Whew. Let's get uh, these others. Uh, another one is panic, panic, a fear, fear. I'm just so afraid. I just, I'm just uh, so afraid, so afraid. I'm just afraid, afraid, afraid. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. That's what he's given us. You say, well, why do I feel afraid? Afraid if he's not giving it to it. We have we've been talking about the devil. Huh? The devil creates atmospheres just like the Holy Ghost has an atmosphere. How do I know that? How many of you remember as kids you get down the hall in the bedroom while the kids are up, the adults is up the hall, y'all start telling scary stories. And before you know it, one says, I'm gonna go down and be with mama. Huh? Anybody? I did that. We had a deal called the Hasima Road Wild Woman. And that was an old gravel road where the oak trees gathered over the top of the road. And people had been driving down that road and all of a sudden a dead body would drop out of one of those trees. <laughs> and you got an atmosphere going. Isn't that right? But you start, start talking about Jesus. Listen, that one was healed, and this other one was filled with the Holy Ghost. And, oh, the presence of the Lord was so real in that service. And for you know what, you've got an atmosphere going, and you just want to start worshiping the Lord. Isn't that right? Come on. And it banishes that fear. I said it banishes that fear. You get so full of the Lord, of his word, that fear has to go. Fear is faith in the devil. Fear is what promotes, fear is a trust in what he will do. If we have financial fears, we are fearing what Satan will do in our world, in all of our worlds. Hmm? Fear of lack, fear of loss, fear of 
uh, you know, you read in the newspaper, and so many of us have been addicted to what the news said, which is against what God said. And we quote that so much that it becomes more real to us than the word. And so when we get to church, we have to do this uh, jockeying to make both of them work for us. Does that make sense? You know, I know we're living in troublesome times right now, and you might, might want to save your money because it looks like Social Security is going down the tubes. Well, the bottom line there is provision from on high. Isn't that right? And how is God going to take care of us if my Social Security goes belly up? He has so many ways of blessing us. All of a sudden, those royalties that were not paying anything, all of a sudden, whoop, they start paying. Hallelujah. Jesus. Panic, panic. Push panic out because it's of Satan. It is. How do I push it out? I displace it with this, with his presence and with his word. I worship, I worship, I get the word. I worship, I get the word. I worship, I get the word. And the more worshiping and the more word, the less fear. And there's so many of us that have testified and professed our fears. Well, I just know, you know, Daddy had a heart attack, and my grandfather, he didn't live to 42. And, and you know, after all, the doctor has said that, you know, um, you know heredity matters. I mean, it's a, it's a big deal. And, uh, and so, you know, I'm just trying to really be careful. I'm walking 14 miles a day. I don't eat any liver. I drink no nothing. No, I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's well water and toothpicks. I mean, that's all that I have because, you know, heredity. I, I used to say that our Ashcraft family reunions was a Diabetics Anonymous gathering. And the one that had the highest blood sugar that day was king or queen of the day. And if you... We're going to believe in the Lord and just say, I'm normal. Oh, pooey on you. You're nothing. You say, well, they were just operating in reality. Uh-huh. Earth's reality. Carnal reality. Devil's reality. Huh? None of us have ever lived past 75 so, you know what I'm saying? I've already got my pre-need taken care of, paid up. My wife knows where it is in the file. Honey, you know what, the, you know what, you know what it is. Now, I do love the Lord. Y'all don't misunderstand me. I love him. But I don't believe him. Oh, if we had a praise service. Yes, sir. I love the Lord. Woo! Woo. 
but you don't believe him. What do I mean I don't believe him? You don't believe that he said, with long life, I'll satisfy you. Where'd that come from? All I know is Acts 2.38. One great preacher, he asked the Lord, and the, and the fellows that heard him said, how can you say that? You're already 70 years old. You know what the Bible said? Three score and ten, that's it. And he said, oh, no, I wish you'd read the next chapter, the preacher said. He said, what do you mean? The next chapter says, with long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. And I'm not satisfied with 70. I've asked the Lord for 15 more years. And at 85, that preacher was sitting in a church office and slumped over at 85. I just thought somebody would run the aisles when I said that. Precious lady in our church. She'd been back sitting. She came back to the Lord. She had to go in for a hip replacement surgery. She told her children, told her husband, well, I'll not, I'll not leave here alive. Oh, we do, we do hundreds of these things. We do hundreds. Of, nope, she said, not me. I'll not be leaving here. The day, after, the day afternoon of the surgery, they got her up, began to move her around, got her up walking the next day. Next day, she was dead. I preached her funeral. Next door neighbor to where I was raised, lady said, I'll not live to see my 65th birthday. Just a few months before her 65th birthday, they found she was full of malignancy, and she did not see her 65th birthday. I pastored a man that said, I'll not live out my 40s. Now, he had great faith in other things. Other things. I mean, he could believe God. You just name it. He just had robust faith and would say it. And I said to him, Lewis, do not say that. Well, it's truth. He climbed in his semi-truck, ran into a bridge, and died in a fiery crash. I said, whoa, that's pretty serious. Yes, it is. But it all comes from the word of the Lord. I didn't make want to make y'all so sad. You know what I'm saying? Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Read all those tongues and speaking scriptures just in the book of Proverbs. Do away with panic. Let me give you two more and I'll quit. Another one. I like to stay with P's, okay? You start with P's because that, that's alliteration. Isn't that, Bert? And, and when you start with the same letter, it's alliteration. Yeah, okay. All right, here's another one. Pig-headedness. Pig-headedness. There are people that are so proud of their stubbornness. So proud. I mean unmitigated pride. I don't move from what I believe. Okay, Abner, just stay out there. 
our, our, some of our forebears, Ashcrafts, were in central Texas in an area where there was not a huge amount of rain, and I don't understand all this, but it was told to me that there they planted in the valley of the furrow to capture as much rain as is possible for their plants and the crops. When they came to South Texas, they started to do the same thing. Conventional wisdom where we are is you don't do that because there are big-time rains that come. Pig-headed. My great-grandfather, Ephraim Jordan, Mr. Jurd, his wife called him Mr. Ashcraft. I've been trying to get that across to Wiki, but it, she won't even call me Lord. I mean, you know what I'm saying? And he led the family. They washed out, went bankrupt. Pig-headed. Well, I'm going to stick with this. I'm going to follow it through. It's not going to work. It is not going to work. How many of you have lived long enough to know that one of your mentors, one of your pastors, one of your leaders gave you some very serious advice, but they gave it in a soft voice because they knew we were pig-headed. And years later, we came back and repented. I, God, I wish I'd have heard you, listened to you. Well, I knew it, honey, but I also knew that you were, and they didn't call us that, but that's what we were, was pig-headed. Don't marry that girl. It ain't good. But I'm in love. I'm all shook up. You know, there is much in the Bible the Lord doesn't explain. He just says don't. Explanation. <laughs> because he has worlds of wisdom about the thing that he's telling us don't do or the thing to do. Is that right? So I don't want to be pig-headed. I, I want to be submitted to the will of God. I want to be yielded. We need to go through that every, every now and then, a process of, of saddle-soaping our soul with the Spirit of God, a little fasting, a little prayer to keep ourselves malleable, to keep ourselves flexible before the Lord that truth may penetrate our pig-headedness. Okay? Huh. Last one. Praise, praise, praise. Sometimes we're good at petitions and praying, but we're not good at praise. As true Pentecostals, we like to only praise when they're singing our song, and it's at the right volume, and it's at the right rhythm. Come on. If it's some glad morning when this life is over, Glory. My God, we had church today. Oh, what made it church? Well, now that I think of it, they sang I'll Fly Away. That made it my church. Come on. Praise, thanksgiving, worship, 
praise, thanksgiving, and worship. Have we forgotten the fact that he inhabits the praise of his people? He inhabits. He manifests. That's the reason some of these beautiful songs, there is a, there is a softness that comes to our spirit. People begin to praise him more because he is being worshipped. He is being exalted. He is being given the preeminence that he deserves, and he just can't resist it. I said he just can't resist it. And he wants to fill our houses with the same thing. He wants our homes, our vehicles to be full of the presence of the Lord. Come on. That when, when people come in, oh, I just, woo, what is this in here? Come on. It's just inexplicable. It just, you know. I, I worked at a little mission church, and, and I closed this. Uh, a little mission church, and there's a precious old mother in the church there, and on special days, she always wore white satin, long flowing dresses. She had special days of fasting and prayer. And she said, I can't, I can't tell it, but I just tell on it. And that's the inexplicable moving to the Spirit of God that I can't, I can't tell it. How can you describe? How can you tell all? I mean, it's like when I married Wiki. I couldn't tell my friends how that was. And Ken with Amy, I know he said he's testified the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Far and wide. Amy, have you done the same thing? Oh, huh? Yes. Few you others have that smile, that that knowing smile. Yes, yes, yes. Whew. Six months before we married, I wish I could have eaten her, and six months later, I wish I had. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. That's not true of my marriage, though. I'm telling you for sure. Glory to God. Hey, folks, that's all. Have we had a good time? I've had a good time once more. I don't know if any of you have. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Please refresh yourself. Amen. God bless you. Go with God.